Hi, my name is Megan Smalley, and I'm with Recycling Today magazine. Welcome to the Fresh Perspective podcast. I'm here today with Will Howard, who is the Vice President of Recycling at WastePro USA. Will has been with WastePro for the past five years. He started as the company's production manager at its MRF in Ocala, Florida, and was promoted to Vice President of Recycling in the summer of 2019. At WastePro, he was also involved in the company's leadership initiative class in 2016, which is a mentorship program designed to help young leaders. Before coming to WastePro, he worked in a few positions at Sunoco Recycling in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Will received a Bachelor of Science degree in Business Administration from the University of South Carolina in 2011. And as a fun fact, he helped to start the Gamecock Masters Swimming Program at his college and participated in a number of national swimming competitions while in college. Thanks for coming on the show today, Will. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So to start things off, how did you get into the recycling industry? Was this a career that you intended to pursue while at college? I actually consider myself a uh, product of the recycling industry. Both of my parents uh, met at a packaging company, and I knew what OCC number 11 was by, well, age 11. Uh, I started working at University of South Carolina, or attended University of South Carolina, and uh, throughout my, my tenure at college, I I changed majors a couple of times, started as psychology, couldn't find something that was really grounding and what I wanted to do with my life. Well, a thousand yards away from the uh, college apartment that I had was the Columbia Murph, uh, operated by Sunoco Recycling. And I applied uh, online, uh, went to Hartsville, took my interview, and uh, ultimately was stationed and working in Columbia a thousand yards away from uh, my my college college house, so uh, I didn't even have to move, uh, and thus it, it started my cycling career, uh, something that I guess I really was destined to uh, to go into from the beginning. Got it. And did any other of your college classmates end up working there at Sunoco as well, along with you, when that happened? Uh, no, it it kind of was interesting. the uh, The management trainee program. It could station you anywhere in the United States, but I, I knew that I wanted to uh, to stay in Columbia, and it's very, very strange that I just didn't even have to move to start working at, uh, at Snoka Recycling and joined that management trainee program and really got my, got my feet wet as, a, uh, as a, an ops person in recycling. Got it. And what are some things that you learned while you were at Sunoco Recycling, and what during that experience made you want to stay in the recycling industry? You know, the recycling industry is, is really, it's a very interesting industry, and there's, and there's a lot of opportunities for, uh, for people to, to grow and, and learn, uh, not just about recycling, but about kind of how business works, how, how manufacturing works, a lot of continuous improvement programs. So Sunoco handed me the keys to a, uh, to a facility. It was just a small little operation in Hartsville, South Carolina, after I had been in I guess, our management trainee program for about six or eight months. So they really built the framework uh, for me to not only become a manager, but become a good manager. That's great. So since working at Sunoco, how did you get to working over at WastePro and making that transition? Well, and uh, my, my position's in Jacksonville for Sunoco. I built that facility from the ground up, and it was the, uh, the Gen 1 system of the McMurf that CP Manufacturing is selling. So smaller smaller uh, capital outlay, smaller throughput, 
than the larger regional MRFs, and so this was this idea, and uh, we tested it as a as the proving ground in Jacksonville. And whenever WastePro called me, it was the Gen 2 system from the uh, the Gen 1 system of the McMurf. So I came down to Florida, and uh, it's beautiful, sunny Florida, and I saw one of the nicest facilities that I had ever been to, uh, lined with palm trees. The Ocala MRF for WastePro is on nine acres, fenced in, 65,000 square foot facility, state of the art, and I knew that that was something that I wanted to be a part of. So I made the uh, made the switch to uh, to join WastePro at that moment. Great. And can you tell me a little bit about the McMurph project that you mentioned? Yeah, be- before the McMurph was invented, just a 12 to 15 ton per hour. Uh, single stream recycling system with uh, with some major pieces of automation, eddy current, aluminum, steel can magnet for steel and ferrous metals, uh, a single polishing screen to uh, separate out between 2D and 3D containers. We had these large, very hungry 35, 40 ton an hour regional facilities that were pulling material from 100 miles away with the hub and spoke idea of uh, you have a transfer station that's 70 miles away, and it's pulling from a 70-air mile uh, radius. So they're they're very large, very hungry, very capital-intensive, expensive facilities. CP decided to right-size that facility rather than spending 25, 30, 35 million dollars. Let why not spend five to ten? And rather than a 35 ton an hour system, we look at a 12 to 15 ton an hour system that right-sizes for like a smaller, smaller, more local community. So they came with that idea, and uh, we developed a, a very, a very compact system, uh, and it really, uh, it's, it has worked very, very well. I've, I know, I uh, guess I've, I've kind of staked my, uh, staked my career on it. So I, uh, I believe that that the, the McMurph has, uh, has, has made things more efficient. It's made us spend less money on trucking materials. And uh, and they are smaller, easier to maintain, and there's there's less focus on if you go down, you're spend you're having a backup of 35, 40 tons rather than a backup of 12 to 15 tons. So I think it's a it's a right size facility, and it was it was a very very good idea. And uh, now I've ran the the Gen One and the Gen Two systems of it. Awesome. Now, since transitioning from Sunoco to Waste Pro. What are your responsibilities at WastePro, and what's your day-to-day work like? Well, whenever I first started working for WastePro, I was the production manager of just the Ocala Murph. So I was a plant manager over one facility. Uh, I ran uh, the Ocala Murph, where I am today, uh, <laughs> just kind of quite fortuitously. Uh, I ran that facility for about three and a half years, four years, and then I became our vice president over all of our recycling facilities, uh, we have three, three main facilities and some other smaller peripheral facilities, but there's, there's three that are about the same, uh, same tonnage throughput as, uh, as the Ocala Murph, one in Sarasota, one in Atlanta, and one here in Ocala. So as, as the vice president, my, my job title, it, it runs the full gambit of anything and everything that can happen at a Murph. Uh, every day is different just being responsible for every facet of our recycling operations. Uh, some days I'm trying to figure out why a VFD is going into fault and won't run. And other days I'm writing a million-plus-dollar CapEx and moving bailers. So 
it, it generally just boils all down to me being the conduit and the facilitator to get things done safely, efficiently, and the most cost-effectively. Got it. And do you have any fun stories from the past few years working at WastePro? And what's the company culture like? The, the company culture, if you can describe it, it's, it's in one word, it's family. And I know that sounds very, very cliche, but we all have a direct line to John Jennings. I mean, I can pick up the, the phone call. Now, as, as VP, you would expect that, but even, even as a production manager and anybody uh, has a direct line to all of the top uh, C-suite. So as far as fun stories, it is a fun company to work for, and we're hiring. So I would, uh, I would invite everybody to uh, go and look on our, our website. Now, when you're not working in recycling, what are some things that you do in your spare time? I'm an avid boater. Uh, anything to do with water. I, I lo- I've always loved water. Uh, as from my intro, you can see I've I've swam uh, probably if you if you lined up all of the the miles that I've swam in my life, uh, I could probably swim across the continental United States. I don't know two three times. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm pretty much always in the water. Uh, I I love to go uh, go fishing. Uh, I I live in Ocala, Florida, so there's there's a lot of uh, good places for me to to go and and get in the water we can go to the gulf we can go over to the river but generally if it uh if it's paddle boarding kayaking swimming or boating that's that's where where i'd like to be if i'm not at the murph got it now you're at the murph a lot so can you talk about some challenges that you faced working in murphs and how do you overcome those well Working in MRFs, the, the first thing that immediately comes to mind is safety is a constant focus. The battle against complacency starts with you, and you have to drive that to all of your employees. We have large sorting machines, conveyors, front-end loaders, transfer trailers, fork trucks, balers, all of these pieces with their own set of hazards and policies and procedures to, to prevent injury. Keeping vigilant on safety is a major challenge with everything that we have to get accomplished on a day-to-day basis. We have thousands of tons moving through each of our facilities. And for me now, overseeing multiple plants, I try every time I walk into an operation to bring that back to the forefront of each. Every record, every record that we have says that we have a very, very good job on safety, but still preventing every possible injury from occurring is paramount. So when we talk about challenges, it's, it's preventing complacency. It's, it's keeping people looking at powered industrial trucks. It, it's, it's making sure our, our operations are as safe as they possibly can be. Got it. Now, I know there are also a lot of challenges in recycling in general. So just thinking more broadly, what do you think are the biggest challenges that the recycling industry as a whole faces today? It's definitely market price and uh, contamination. Uh, contamina- contamination levels are on the rise, and market pricing is declining. Uh, they've been two of the largest profitability drivers in our industry. And as of right now, we, we're kind of set in a holding pattern. I mean, mixed paper is selling at zero, and it has to be exorbitantly clean to even move at zero. So those are uh, probably the biggest challenges that we have in the recycling industry. What are some ways that you or WastePro is looking to tackle some of those issues? Well, with, with the issue of contamination, contamination is one of the things that's, that's driving the prices down on grades like mixed paper. So 
what can we do about that? Education. We have to educate general public, whether it's just curbside or whether it's educating through a municipality or whether it's it's commercial operations, educating each of those uh, each of those individual operations. We have to to really make a a price driver for inbound materials. So materials that are cleaner come in at a lower tip rate than materials that are more contaminated or highly contaminated. Got it. And I also was curious, what are some of your goals to, you know, advance your career in the next couple of years? And also, what are some of the company's goals for the next couple of years? Well, recycling is struggling right now. And we're kind of at a crossroads. China has backed out of the market, uh, which created a massive supply and demand problem within the industry. And the the main focus that's gonna that is going to to not necessarily save recycling is we've got to educate. And I I don't necessarily have a specific goal surrounding that. It's more of a a broad spectrum. Uh, I want to be a part of the education and re-education of not only recycling facilities, other other companies uh, going to events and conferences and things to, to educate about about recycling, but educating the general public because I think there's there's a big knowledge gap from the general public. They they may see recycling as the gold that's in the mountain, and as of right now, it's not. So. My goal would be to kind of get the word out about recycling and where where it's headed and how can we fix it, whether that's focusing on a, a few subset of what we have been recycling, focus on clean mixed paper and cardboard, or focus on number one, number two plastics, focus on aluminum and steel, and just boil it down to a, a small subset of rather than the throw everything in one bin, which is creating contamination problems. I would like to to be a voice for the industry in how we can fix and solve the not necessarily only profitability problems, but how do we capture more goods at the same time as capture the right goods that are going to be recycled and recycled well. Got it. And in the Ocala area and other areas that you serve with recycling, how well educated is the general public on recycling? We have we have some contracts in the area that that do a very very good job. I can specifically talk uh, talk to Marion County. Marion County uh, they they have policed drop off convenience sites for uh, for their customers, and I think they do an absolutely fantastic job. Uh, they they educate their public because they they know that if they produce the cleanest recycling that it's going to be more cost effective for them in the long run. So we've we've got some very very good contracts. We we do have some areas that uh that could use some improvement and and that's that's mainly dealing with uh dealing with municipal governments and uh and just trying to to educate. In in Florida it's it's kind of a different uh different animal because we do have a, a large transient population uh, here in Central Florida. Uh, every every single year for about four or five months, our population uh, almost goes up by 50%, and they're coming from other areas that may be recycled different. So 
it's uh, it's very challenging to continue that education process whenever half of the year <laughs> the people uh, that are in town the other half of the year are in other locations being told different things about recycling. So it's uh, that's that is a challenge that we face. Got it. Now, I also was curious, what are some technologies that you either find helpful to your job or that you would like to see your company and other recyclers incorporate more? We, we've got some exciting uh, exciting new technologies uh, kind of emerging in, in recycling. Uh, Three-axis sorting is something that I, I am very interested in. Uh, I, I would like to, uh, to see it prove itself before I go spending a, a million dollars at each one of my facilities to, uh, to put in some, uh, some robots. The idea of three-axis sorting, uh, I mean, so, something that can run 80 to 100 picks per minute and uh, doesn't call in sick is, is something that is very, very interesting and very exciting. I mean, we've been using near-infrared optical scanning and sorting using air jets for years. Uh, this is the first time that I, I believe we've seen the, the kind of robot and AI model coming in. So not necessarily something that we, we're going to adopt quickly. I'd like to see it prove itself. But uh, from a, a cleanliness of, of uh, outbound products, I think that that's something that, uh, that can help us. It can lower our costs overall. And it's, it's, just, it's, a, it's a curiosity for me at this point. Now, hiring is another challenge that we've noticed a lot of MERS are facing. So what tips would you offer recyclers on finding good people to work for them and incorporating the next generation of recyclers in the industry? Well, WastePro has the leadership initiative, and I, I believe that I'm, I am one of, the, uh, one of the mentors. I was part of the inaugural class, and now uh, I, I teach and, and go around to each of our individual facilities. Uh, we're mainly a solid waste company, so there's a lot of, a lot of knowledge gap even of our own employees about, uh, about recycling. But it's predominantly all young leaders, uh, and, and a lot of these people I think are going to be some of the, uh, the next up-and-coming uh, leaders in our industry. So WastePro's got that going for us. And like I said, we're, we are hiring. So if, if that's something that you would like to be uh, a part of, just please go on our website and, uh, and look for any open positions. Uh, the waste industry, at first glance, people can look at it and say, oh, that's a dirty industry. I don't want to be part of that. It's, it's really not. I, I mean, we, we keep very, very clean facilities. We, we treat our employees well. And it's it's something that I really wish that people would take a take a second look that this this isn't just a job this is a career. I mean we have we have our drivers that are some of our best drivers that if they stay they stay with no no accidents no problems no write ups no property damage they get a ten thousand dollar check at the end of that three years. Uh, we're doing the same thing with our with our helpers the guys that you see waving at you from the uh, the back of the. Uh, the the recycling or garbage truck. So we've got some some programs internally that we are trying to roll out and just get people to say, hey, come come to the waste industry, specifically come come to Waste Pro because there's there's a driver shortage and we want to get the highest quality candidates, so we want to treat treat our people well. The the question of what are you what are you doing? Let's see what what was it? It's uh what are you doing to find good people? Well, 
the best part is retention. I mean, treat people so well that you have to replace fewer people. Uh, I've heard the phrase, train people so that they can leave you and treat them well so that they don't. That's great. Thanks for coming on the show today, Will. Thank you for having me.